You're listening to The Souvenir Shop, a podcast about random objects from the past. Number 44. The Talent Contest. A single sheet of old set lies unloved at the bottom of the wicker stationery box next to my desk. Even if it were usable, it has suffered the fate of most sheets of Letrasat backed when it was the method of creating fancy lettering, in that most of the common letters have been used, in particular the T's and the E's. Before the days of desktop publishing and fancy word processing software, we relied on dry transfers like Letraset to design our posters, leaflets or our greetings cards. But for youngsters like me, there were also action transfers. This involved a blank background on thin card, a lunar landscape, or a vista from the Jurassic era, or a prairie from the Old West, on which you could add Letraset images of lunar modules, dinosaurs, or cowboys and Indians. Somehow, I never had the pleasure of populating any of these panoramic scenes with T-Rexes, let alone the cast of Star Trek. The only set I ever possessed was Hard One, then cruelly taken from me in the space of an hour. As I've previously mentioned, my parents, Paul and Carrie Diamond, got together at Unity, an amateur theatre company that mixed committed professionalism with committed radical politics. Some members of Unity eventually split from the company to form their own professional music hall and variety troupe, called the Victorians. My father, besides performing a number of turns, acted as chairman or master of ceremonies. Those who remember the good old days on TV will recall Leonard Sachs fulfilling the same role. Dad also developed a double act with a fellow performer, my Uncle Bernie, full of the kind of old gags you would expect from two men in Edwardian costume wearing fake waxed moustaches. By the early 1960s, the Victorians were no more, but the double act lived on. My two older brothers, John and Andrew, learned the entire script, and with a little extra direction from Dad, they began entering talent competitions at Fading Seaside and End of the Pier theatres. The other acts, consisting mainly of little girls singing the locomotion, or boys doing the twist, didn't stand a chance against two under-tens expertly taking the audience back to a night at the Hoban Empire. The double act began the way these things usually did, with John as the straight man. Ladies and gentlemen, I will now perform a monologue entitled The Miser. The miser sat in his garret, surrounded by darkness and gloom, cutting off his whiskers to make a new head for the broom. He was interrupted by Andrew as the comic foil with an anguished voice. It can't go on, it can't go on. What can't go on? This vest, it's shrunken in the wash. I don't wish to know that. And so it continued for another seven or eight minutes, ending with the duo singing the 1910 Albert Whelan hit, Fall In and Follow Me. Every time John and Andrew performed their double act, be it in Tynmouth in Devon or Blackpool in Lancashire, they swept the board 
and having collected their prize of a book token and a signed photo of Dickie Valentine, marched onwards to the next showbiz triumph. This seemingly unstoppable conquest of the seaside talent show circuit hit the buffers at Westgate-on-Sea in 1963. The double act once again vanquished Little Eva and Chubby Checker wannabes as John and Andrew prepared for another first place. But fate had other ideas. It was possible that a few entrants didn't turn up or refused to follow the double act. Whatever the reason, the compare announced to the audience as the last act left the stage, Do we have any boys or girls in the audience who would like to enter the contest? I leapt out of my seat, and before my parents could stop me, ran towards the stage shouting, Me! Me! The compare was taken aback, but being an old trooper, he knew the value of indulging a small boy launching a one-man stage invasion. What's your name? he asked. I'm Matthew. And how old are you, Matthew? I'm three and three quarters. The audience was already captivated. So, what are you going to do for us tonight, Matthew? I would like to sing My Baby Has Gone Down the Plug Hole. And with total confidence I began. I sang through the first verse and reached the chorus. Your baby has gone down the plug hole. Your baby has gone down the plug. The poor little thing was so skinny and thin, he should have been washed in a jug. I paused. By this time, the audience at the Westgate Pavilion was in a state of rapture. The sight of a toddler singing an antiquated comic drinking song was not something any of them expected, and they certainly weren't expecting what came next. I began to repeat the first verse then dried. Then, after an excruciating pause, I turned to the compere, who beamed indulgently. And with perfect comic timing, I pointed an accusing finger at him and yelled, I don't know this song! Mayhem. The entire audience roared with laughter, and when it came to dishing out the prizes, every other contestant was left for dead. In second place, with their clever and expertly realised double act, were Andrew and John Diamond. But the winner of that week's Westgate on Sea Stars of Tomorrow talent contest was me. Of course, John and Andrew were annoyed at being upstaged by their irritating little brother, and with some justification. They learned the hard way that despite long rehearsals, expert planning and meticulous attention to detail, performers of all kinds can still lose out to an act with a gimmick. Or maybe it was simply a matter of my natural charisma. Whatever the cause, it would prove the end of John and Andrew's showbiz career. My prize was a letra set panorama featuring cowboys and Indians, or spacemen, or dinosaurs, I never knew, because the whole lot was immediately commandeered by John, possibly as revenge, possibly because this was the kind of thing older brothers did. Just over two years later, we returned to Westgate-on-Sea, and I entered the contest again. 
I can't remember what I sang or whether I was any good because I came nowhere. Just another six-year-old kid with more ego than talent. As far as I know, Andrew never trod the boards again, save for the odd gig playing his five-string banjo. John went from print journalist to TV and radio presenter and pundit for hire until he became ill. But in reality, he always saved his best performances for his writing. Both my brothers had long and lucrative careers. My stage debut at Free and Free Quarters must have meant something, because I went on to study drama at university, which set me on a path to being a performer on the comedy circuit. As a result, I spent the subsequent two decades broke and living like a student. My success at the Westgate Pavilion must have also created ripples, because four years later, Cream, the supergroup featuring Eric Clapton, Jack Bruce and Ginger Baker, recorded My Baby Has Gone Down the Plughole as the final track on their seminal album, Disraeli Gears. And, true professionals that they were, they remembered every word. That was The Talent Contest, written and read by Matthew Diamond. If you enjoyed this, then please like, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you get your podcasts. And I'll see you next time.